This video is brought to you by Brilliant. Today, the Speaker of the House of Commons, Lindsay Hoyle, is put under pressure to resign. The EU and UK argue with each other about fishing rights, and European stocks reach a record high. From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Thursday the 22nd of February 2024. The House of Commons erupted into chaos yesterday following a decision by the Speaker, Lindsay Hoyle, to allow a Labour amendment on an SNP motion. Now, on the surface, this might not seem all that controversial, but when we dig down into it, there were accusations that Labour pressured Hoyle, who's meant to be impartial but was previously a Labour MP, to overturn centuries of convention in order to benefit the unity of the Labour Party. The motion being voted on was proposed by the SNP and called for an immediate ceasefire in Gaza. The Labour Party wanted to change the wording, instead calling for an immediate humanitarian ceasefire, a subtle but, to them, important difference. Unfortunately for the Labour leadership, they weren't the only ones to suggest amendments. The Conservatives also proposed an amendment to the motion, calling for a humanitarian pause. As this motion was called on an SNP opposition day in the House of Commons, meaning that the SNP get to choose the debate topics, convention dictates that if the government suggests an amendment, it's the only amendment selected. However, this would have posed an issue for the Labour leadership, as they wouldn't want to whip their MPs to vote for the Tory amendment, and if they whip their MPs to abstain on the unamended SNP motion, it could cause ministerial resignations, as some Labour MPs are keen to back any form of motion calling for a ceasefire. By selecting Labour's amendment and breaking convention, the Speaker helped Labour avoid this situation, as Labour MPs could simply back their amendment. However, the SNP and the Tories were livid, accusing the Speaker of playing favourites and not acting impartially. While Hoyle did offer an apology last night for this, this has not placated everyone. At the time of writing, 53 MPs have said that they no longer have confidence in the Speaker. While there's technically no official mechanism for MPs to oust the Speaker, it is possible that enough MPs call on Hoyle to resign and that this could pressure him to do so. We'll keep you updated on this story in the future as it develops. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine, or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. Denmark and Sweden are calling for Brussels to take action against the UK in a new post-Brexit fishing dispute. It comes after the UK government announced a ban last month on fishing for sand eels on Dogger Bank in the North Sea, for environmental reasons. Dogger Bank is an area that straddles the territorial waters of the UK, the Netherlands, Denmark and Germany, and is home to a variety of small creatures that live in the sand, and are a food source for birds like kittiwakes and puffins, as well as porpoises. However, Denmark argues that the ban effectively discriminates against Danish boats, which take 99% of the sand eels catch. These are then used to produce fish oil or as pig feed. Denmark's foreign minister said the ban, which will take effect from next month, would cost Danish fishers 18 million euros annually and would have a knock-on effect on the processing industry. If the EU decides to act, it could put tariffs on UK exports, but would require a majority of the 27 EU states to agree. The UK government said the ban, which was welcomed by marine conservation groups, was fully compliant with its obligations under the EU-UK Trade Cooperation Agreement.
In financial news today, European stocks have hit a record high, helped by a rally in global stocks that also saw Japan's blue-chip Nikkei index hit an all-time high. The Stocks Europe 600 index climbed 0.9% to 495.71 points on Thursday, topping its previous all-time peak, which it hit in January 2022. This came after Nvidia Corp posted eye-popping earnings and a strong sales forecast. The US semiconductor chip company saw its revenue more than triple in the latest quarter, coming in at $22.1 billion, which exceeded expectations. Signs of a resilient global economy have led to hopes that central banks around the world will start cutting interest rates later this year, which would be good news for investors. However, while the US S&P 500 index is already trading around all-time highs, European shares trade at much lower price-to-earnings ratios. One investment expert from Morgan Stanley told Reuters that Europe's stock market is a case of is the glass half full or half empty? Because although the market is back up to near record highs, it still trades at a discount to the US on a variety of measures. On Saturday, it will be the second anniversary since the start of the war in Ukraine. And two years after Russia's invasion of Ukraine, the country's excitement to enlist has dwindled. With Russia controlling a quarter of Ukraine and both armies at a stalemate, many Ukrainian men are avoiding conscription. Now, of course, this lack of soldiers is a significant problem for Ukraine. So legislation is being considered to increase potential recruits by lowering the enlistment age from 27 to 25 and to mobilise up to 500,000 more men. But this move is really unpopular. Draft legislation has suggested freezing bank accounts and restricting travel for those who fail to respond to call-up notices. Many Ukrainian men are estimated to be evading the draft at home and abroad. The shortage of new recruits means that frontline soldiers aren't getting enough rest, with some brigades fighting with as few as 25% of their full strength. Critics question whether increased conscription will meaningfully alter the outcome. Whilst Parliament is grappling with how to relieve these men on the front line, the situation has forced officials to ask themselves how far are citizens ready to sacrifice their lives, and if not, are they willing to accept the alternative? Finally today, we end with an interview with Dr Hannah Neumann, European Parliament Chair of the Delegation for Relations with the Arab Peninsula. And before the outbreak of the war in Gaza, there was a lot of optimism in the region. We were seeing warming ties between Saudi Arabia and Iran, ongoing peace negotiations between Saudi Arabia and the Houthis, and talk of normalisation between Saudi Arabia and Israel. Following the war, though, do you think that some of these regional attempts at stability have been scuppered? And if so, do you think things can be turned around? Well, indeed, many of us were quite hopeful to see that the region that for decades has been a place of many wars, of a lot of suffering, where many people had, had to flee from their homes, would finally come to, to some kind of peace or at mm. least less violence. The events of October 7, some see them as in relation with that, because clearly for Hamas, for example, it wouldn't have been a good thing that um, Saudi Arabia and Israel, for example, have continued with their rapprochement, mm -hmm. um, which might have been one of the reasons of the most recent escalation. At the moment, indeed, it has become much more difficult. Mm -hmm. And we see Iran and its proxies steering violence at multiple places with the Houthis in the Red Sea. Mm -hmm. We look at the role of Hezbollah. Um, we look at the role of militias in Iraq um, that are close to the Iran. And everyone 
is quite worried mm. and whether it will blow up even further and putting a lot of attention into trying still to keep it somehow handable. Mm -hmm. um, the future will show us um, where this will take, but for sure, and that has changed, um, beyond the layer, I would say, of Ministers of Foreign Affairs, there is a lot of communication channels that have been built in mm. recent years and that we can now rely to. If you want to watch the full interview, the link is in the description below. A lot of stuff we talk about in our videos can often seem pretty complicated, especially when we dive deep into detailed data and economics. But there's a fun and easy way for you to learn more about these topics, which doesn't cost thousands of dollars or take years and years of studying. That's because Brilliant is the best way to learn maths, data science and computer science interactively. And the fun thing is, it doesn't take long to learn either. These complex topics are broken down into small and accessible chunks, designed around your busy schedule, whatever your skill level. That means that if you spend just a few minutes a day, you can gain new knowledge over time, in an actually fun way. As time goes on, you'll get used to that feeling of learning too, because this isn't just about sitting down and reading. Brilliant teaches you by doing, using active learning to teach you the principles of otherwise quite complex topics, and ensuring you understand what's actually going on. So whether you want to brush up on your basic math skills, improve your employment prospects by learning about future technology, or just have fun with coding, then you can check out everything that Brilliant has to offer for free for 30 days by clicking the link below. Plus the first 200 of you that sign up will get 20% off Brilliant's premium annual subscription. Thanks for your support.